Hello and welcome to some Derps Talk About Games. I'm your co-host, Mango. And I am your co-host, Buddy. And today we're going to talk a little bit about Logan. But before we do that, Buddy, why don't you tell the folks at home what it is we do on this podcast. On this podcast, we typically talk about games. But, as Mango said, we're going to be talking about Logan today because sometimes we do talk about movies. It's a big movie. Came out. Everybody loves it. Um, made a big, big splash. Uh, it's kind of the second of these R-rated superhero movies that have made it big for, you know... Fox, uh, the first one being Deadpool Arena. Um, Which is uh, cool because it's kind of the opposite tonally of Deadpool. It actually is very, yeah, that is that is super true. It is very much the opposite tonally of Deadpool. And I like it a lot. I like that they can kind of show that these uh, uh, that these R-rated cuts of, uh, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, the first of these was uh, Deadpool, but um, Batman v Superman got, a, uh, got an R-rated cut in the Ultimate Cut. Um, I don't know if the Suicide Squad ed- Extended Edition was R-rated, uh, but whatever. And then, uh, and then of course we have, you know, and then of course we have Logan, uh, which is the, the third one of them. Marvel has stated, uh, that they don't have any intention of making R-rated movies, which is kind of fine. That like works for them, but I like that, you know, I like the kind of, as people start experimenting and really going for it and trying new things with these uh, with these superhero movies, they're being con- like consistently rewarded, right? Like everybody is always kind of like, "Whoa, superhero fatigue! Oh shit, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna uh, burn uh, out." Yeah, we're gonna burn out on superheroes, but that just really is like fundamentally not the case. Even superhero movies that are awful, like Suicide Squad, still make bank. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, well, before we get into the real meat of this, um, just standard spoilers. We are not going to attempt to conceal spoilers in any way, shape, or form from this point moving forward. Um, if you haven't seen the movie and you want to and not be spoiled on it, go watch it and then come back and listen to us. Um, just, we fi- finally remembered to do the spoiler warning oh my at God. the very beginning. That is hardcore <laughs> true. I also want to mention that my recommendation is to go see this movie. Uh, it's good. They really, really haven't gotten too many movies here that I have not recommended. I even uh, recommended Suicide Squad, though that one really deteriorated. Okay, so so I'm actually I'm actually let's let's jump into it then. You like how good do you think this movie is? Oh, I think it's actually fair. So people, okay, so to give a uh, to give kind of boundaries, right? On the high end, you have some people that are like, "This is Oscar worthy," which I don't think is on the money. Um, and then kind of on the low end, which is a little bit more of where I live, um, I think it's a, uh, it's a very strong film, but it's flawed. Um, uh, not, not deeply flawed in the same way that like, you know, like Batman v Superman has deep flaws, right? Suicide Squad has deep flaws, uh, that really kind of detract for it. Logan has lots of little things, I think, that, uh, that don't, you know, kind of, you know, they're, they're pinpricks almost kind of comparatively. And, uh, so yeah. Okay. See, I, I, I feel that. I also would recommend this movie. Um, I think I might be a little bit harsher. That, like, this movie is all right to me, but I don't think it's like, it's, it's like, it's not like an enthusiastic, you must go see this for me. This, this movie to me is like a B, maybe a B plus on the upper end. Oof. I saw, so as I was going into the theater to see this, they had an ad up for it that said, you know, like quoted somebody saying, "This is the Dark Knight of X Men films," and uh, I kind of like no. walking out. I was like, "No, no way." How do you think uh, it compares to the other X Men films? Um, hmm. In that case, I didn't like it as much 
as um days days of future past um i haven't seen x1 and x2 in forever x1 is awful x1 really doesn't hold up <laughs> which is funny because it's like you know it's the one that proved that you know like we could do superhero movies yeah, and yeah. then a couple of other you know like blade first then x-men then you get sam raimi spider-man and the kind of the doors have flung open at that point but yeah, yeah. the first x-men really doesn't age well um I never saw X three. I never saw um, so uh, and and it's definitely better than fucking Origins. Um, oh man, yeah, Origins is the worst. Um, but uh, so let's comparing it to a po- like Apocalypse. Um, I think it's a better. This is I'll, I'll use one of your favorite um kind of expressions. I think it's a better movie than Apocalypse, but I like Apocalypse better. Um, because I like Misham Schlock, and Apocalypse was like all Schlock. Oh, oh, see, you know, I, this is just uh, like a side note. A movie that I saw in the same night and that I enjoyed far more and was schlocky as fuck was Kong, Skull Island. I highly, highly recommend that everyone go see that movie. It deserves to make a bazillion dollars, and it's great. Um, <laughs> um, but so I, I guess I guess my main issue with, with – uh, or my main issues with Logan were not – so much, like, I thought it did anything wrong so much as I thought it, like, adhered pretty strongly to tropes, and I found that to be kind of boring. Interesting. Okay. Um, also, like, I don't know why this bothered me so much, but I could not stand uh, Charles Xavier's fucking, like, uh, like his, 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 his ass hattery through the entire movie and how condescending he was to Wolverine. Yeah. He, yeah. Okay. So I have a couple of theories about this movie that like, like things that I'm trying to, I, th- I, th- I don't want to talk about this yet. We'll come back to this, but I think the ending was rewritten. And I think that there are a couple of plot details that got shifted around. Um, and, uh, and one of them has to do with kind of, I don't know if I really want to get into this yet. So what I do want to say is I agree with you. I think professor, well, so I liked professor Xavier, I think he was important. I wouldn't yes. write that character out. I think he was. And I think and I think his kind of um you know the stuff that goes on really works uh for me. Just between their their kind of, you know, like their their dynamic uh it 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 jived well, right? I liked his, you know, I liked kind of his idealism and everything like that. Some details that come out later, though, really undercut some of this stuff, and I was kind of like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" Like, yeah. Why? So, 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 my biggest thing was is like, I thought, he, I thought it was a, I thought he it was a good character, um, but like, you know, when he's being snarky, it's right, but when, when he's being like a bitter dick about things, I just like, I, I just couldn't stand it in a lot of ways or it's not even the bitter dick stuff too it's like you know so this this started formulating in my head the moment um he says you know we're we're going to the uh or like when he accepts the invitation to dinner Mm -hmm. um and like immediately my my senses go off like you know oh this is gonna get this family killed right like that that's just you know that's stuff of a trope but the fact like you know if it's like the kid asking or Wolverine, dis- Wolverine deciding they could take a break, it's like it doesn't match his motivations, but that's less of a problem for me. The mm. fact that 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 Xavier isn't um, anticipating that problem that that that, that you know they're, they're very likely going to get this family killed by staying with them, 
um, bothered me a lot. And I, I, I don't know why it hit me so bad, but as soon as I saw that, and that, that kind of has this effect of me, like, over kind of analyzing everything, like, backwards through the movie. Um, and I don't know. It, it, his, his, whenever he was, like, dickish and being, like, kind of, like, an arrogant prick and being wrong about it most of the time, it, it bothered me a lot. I don't know. Um, but, you know, that's that's not the whole movie. It's just something. It, it, it's something that particularly bothered me. Um, yeah, so I actually think that there were a lot of pieces in the movie that, that kind of, like, bothered me on that level. The, the main structural thing I think about the movie that bugs me is that Wolverine is constantly kind of... Everyone shits on him, you know what I mean, and treats him like he's a jerk um, and like he's a douchebag and... Uh, he doesn't do anything that really deserves that title. The only thing he really does is kind of deny helping uh, X-23 right in the beginning. But even right. that was just kind of like so kind of minor and played off uh, that I I just really wasn't kind of sold on any of this. And something that I kind of told my friends as we were walking out is I was comparing it to, you know, obviously like the Old Man Logan comic book written by Mark Millar. Uh Pencils, I guess, by uh, Steve McNiven, which is great, which is, you know, it's a great book, and there's a lot of this in that. But something that uh, happens in this book is Wolverine gets the shit kicked out of him constantly, right? And he feels like a piece of shit, and he's full of self-loathing, and, and you don't understand why until a little bit later, spoilers for that comic book, it turns out that he's the one that murdered all of the X-Men, right? Mysterio just, like, put some mind juice in his head and made it look like all of the X-Men were actually bad guys, so he goes around murdering supervillains with his claws, and then he pulls off the veil kind of a thing, and oh, the reason the X-Men are gone is because it's Wolverine. And I thought that that was going to be the reveal in this one, right? That would make so much sense for why for why Xavier is so disappointed with him and treating him like he's such an asshole and he's such a piece of shit, right? Uh, but then you find out that it was Xavier who killed everyone, and he's the asshole, and he's the piece of shit. And I'm just like, well... What what why is Logan acting this way? Why are people treating him so poorly? Right? Why is it you know like and it, and it really kind of killed his arc for me because at the end he doesn't have to be redeemed for anything. He's basically been a good guy from minute one to you know minute one hundred and twenty. Right? Like that that was very that was very odd. That's probably the deepest kind of structural flaw that I saw in terms of storytelling from uh, from the movie. Okay, so interesting. So, so I actually didn't know about um, the ending to the to the uh, the comic book until just now. Um, but Wait, I, really? you haven't read the comic book? No, I, I, I I've heard of it, um, but I've never I've never gotten around to reading it. Oh, well, um, I apologize for ruining. Oh it no, <laughs> that's that's fine. Um, but um, uh, the the, the thing that's stuck, I didn't pick up on that the first incident with Professor X was kind of like a thing that. I guess it happened at the academy. Yeah, that, okay. that seems to be what they were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like I, I didn't pick up on that at all. I was just kind of like, oh, there was another incident, um, and, uh, I, I guess it, like to me the the thought was is, um, I, I guess the kind of reason I I picked up on it is like, or not that I picked up on it, but that like, I the the thing that seemed to be justifying the behavior to me was like, Professor X couldn't remember like or the thing that brought me to relief is professor x couldn't remember what happened and so i guess he just assumed it was something that wolverine did mm -hmm. um that brought them out into the desert um i don't know i 
I, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't, I didn't get any of that. I, I think, I assume it was supposed to be a thing to bait people like you and who knew how the comic, like what the, that point was in the comic book. Um, so, so that you'd be like, aha, they changed it. Aren't they clever? Um, whereas apparently it, it had, but, but like, I, th- I think it, assuming I have the, the same type of reaction that most people do, it's just kind of confusing and off. Like I, I just didn't pick up on any of it, any of that at all. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't really, um, I don't know. I don't really know what to, uh, I don't really know what to say. Uh, it, it, it felt to me like that was originally in there, but then it got changed. That's that was one of the first things that I think got okay. I think it was originally in there. I bet there's this, you know, like a scene in kind of the script that got uh, uh, pulled out <coughs> was, you know, this reveal that uh, that Logan was the one who had who had killed all of the X-Men. And that's why that's why, you know, there's all this stuff with Professor Xavier where he's like, you're such a disappointment. You know what I mean? Like all of yeah. that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff means nothing. Once you find out that the Xavier that Xavier killed them, right? The old, they kind of give it a passaway line, right? Like it's technically internally consistent. This isn't a plot hole. The the internally consistent line that they give is that he doesn't realize it because of the meds he's been taking or whatever. Um, he has no idea uh, that he was the one who killed them. Um, but even so, it's just it's it's it really felt like they were building it up and they were building it up for the big, fat, juicy, dramatic reveal. To be the fact that, you know, Logan was the one who killed, uh, you know, who killed all of the X-Men. So, so did they ever say the other X-Men or did I just assume they were out of the picture for some, like, I was, the whole movie I was like, where are all the other X-Men? Did they just like, I, I assume the plot was supposed to be, they gave up, like, you know, as soon as Xavier starts being like demented, they're like, well, not my problem. And they go off and this, this story is, is Wolverine being the only one that's willing to, to take care of, you know, his surrogate father. Um. And I thought that was actually supposed to be the main plot thrust. Um, uh, you know, so they only say that seven people died, right? Um, but I also was kind of like, well, you and the, like the X Men numbers are pretty, pretty big. You know what I mean? Like, right. the Future Past has like a million of them. Um, and so there's, you know, and so there's kind of some of that stuff. But uh, you know, so obviously the Reavers talk about, you know, killing, murdering mutants uh, and everything like that. There's like a mutant report stuff kind of in the background. I actually thought something that this movie did absolutely wonderfully was world building. Right? They really sold me. I loved these, you know, auto trucks and how they kind of pulled into stuff, and you know, the stuff with the farming. Even though I thought it was a weird cheap shot, almost kind of at the end. Like uh, corn syrup. Yeah. Yeah. Was, like I was like, what was the like, fuck is this about i know i was so it was so weird and i and i understand like the kind of metaphor that they're going for essentially right like you know uh kind of contrasting this like down home american farmer versus right like this mega corporation uh kind of uh uh kind of farmer and like oh this connection between these two people is genuine and, and you know uh, and whatever, um, and I, and, you know, and I thought all that stuff fit well in the story. I didn't really have any complaints when it came to kind of like story structure. I think everything kind of fell pretty neatly. I just thought that there were a couple of decisions that I, that were just like really weird. The other one actually just because why not kind of thing is the ending. I think the ending got rewritten and I think the ending, I actually think X 24 might not have been in the movie originally. 
Uh, he didn't look very well kind of laced into things, like from a CGI perspective. And I was kind of like, well, maybe this is... And versus other CGI that I thought looked amazing, right? Like, you know, the, these guys with their kind of, uh, like, metal hands and everything like that. Uh, Donald Pierce has, uh, has this metal hand. Uh, and the CGI on that looked great. And I was like, you know, they, they spent a lot of time on this, but they didn't spend a lot of time on X-24, right? This wol this Wolverine clone with no soul or whatever. Um, but what I think the original ending for the movie was supposed to be was... Uh, uh, and then the other thing that tripped me off to this was the serum, right? They mentioned this serum right, and they right. mentioned how the serum g makes you go crazy. And then Wolverine takes a ton of it. It and nothing happens, crazy. right? Yeah, and doesn't go crazy. This, this, so this is what I thought was supposed to happen, right? Like the kids are running away from these government agents. Wolverine is trying to catch up to them, but he's too fucked up. He's too slow, so he downs all of the fucking like rab like rabies steroids or whatever, kills all of the people, and then he's bearing down on the kids because he's like crazy and he's rabid. And the X twenty three has to shoot him in the head with the with the adamantium yeah, yeah, bullet, yeah. and it's fucking old Yeller, right? That is what I think is in the original script. That's what I bet they shot, like. Because it's so late. How do you fuck that up, right? Like, they really gave it to you with this green shit. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, and, 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 other, and other, otherwise, the whole the, the only reason it's there is so that, like, Wolverine has a cool fight. Right? Yeah. Like, literally and, just there yeah. so he can jump around a bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's the worst part, too, is that he takes the green shit, kills, like, one or two mooks, and then as soon as he gets to, like, the important people, they're like, whoa, the serum's wearing off. And I was just like, really? Yeah, like, that was, right? that was like, the kind of dissonant moment that I was like, okay, something is up um, with how this movie was, you know, ending. Which sucks, because I actually think that old Yeller, I would be all about that ending. If they had gone for that, mm, oh, boy, yeah, killing a main character oh, in a way like that, so good. Yeah, um, especially the the way the way that he's buried too, like like you know, or like the fact the fact that he, you know they don't show his body at all in that final scene, he would have slotted mm -hmm. in well. Um, I also expect it wouldn't have like you know I see what you're saying. I would expect it to be more of like a you know like like shoot me you know like kill me before I turn around you know any of those types of tropes. But you're right um, because that fucking bullet was one hell of a goddamn Chekhov's gun. Yeah, it uh, was actually really obvious. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it was pretty fucking obvious. So, uh, if I had to guess, I feel like they needed something to kill, like, something <coughs> to, like, act in that middle, in, in the farm scene, like, to, to kill Xavier and... I think, yeah, I think that's, I think that's true. And and I want to say, I want to make, you know, I want to say, right, rewrites aren't always bad. Rogue One, that whole ending was rewritten, and it was basically the only reason I loved that movie were the rewrites that they did to it to change the the ending up. Um, the other thing that I want to mention about my theory about this, like, kind of, like, fan theory tinfoil hat is that I bet the clip of the movie Shane that they're watching is supposed to be Old Yeller. Because everybody oh. gets Old Yeller. Everybody knows Old Yeller. And they have all this time and they're watching it. And I was like, I know Shane. You know, like, I saw Shane in college and I kind of, like, get it. And I see the parallels, right? Like, it's it's a it's a good movie. It's a strong movie and everything like that. Um, but it's it's not something that's, like, universally recognized, if that makes oh, sense. I was I was... 
I thought it was so cheesy and so stupid when she repeated repeated it as his eulogy. I hated oh, that. Oh, I know. I love that, too. Dude, no, you know no, I hated it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I loved it in the sense that I hated it. Oh, okay. Uh, I laughed. I laughed really hard. The other thing that made me laugh really hard, in fact, all four of us, I went to see it with three other friends. All four of us were in the theater, and we were actually kind of, like, into it. Like, cause I had a tear, you know, or whatever. And then she does the thing where she walks back to his thing, and she turns the cross oh, into the an X, X oh and my we god. burst out laughing. Oh my god, it was so <laughs> corny. Oh. Like, it took me a second to, I'm like, what is, what is she doing? Like, is, is she like, uh, and then I'm like, oh, oh god damn it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, it's so cheesy. Oh. And I was like, I was like, why wouldn't they just do it in the if they had done that in the X formation? I actually think that would have been first of all would have been better than a cross, right? There was no yeah. like, you know, if you're gonna have symbolism, have your use your symbolism kind of a thing, right? Um, but the like the transition, oh, that was so stupid. It was so dumb. Like the, oh, it was so it, dumb. that that feels like what it was supposed to be was like, I guess it was kind of like that, right? Like. But like much more overtly, like I'm not next man, right? Like, you know, I, you know, going along with your theory that originally it was him who was responsible, um, for the deaths of the X Men. You know, like, no, I stopped being an X Man. I, you know, like, you know, I, 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 I fucked that up or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm not worthy or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm a shitty person, um, and that's like, you know, the moment of like in death he is redeemed type of deal. But it doesn't come across that way. Um, yeah. I also. I don't know. I also kind of like going along with the your other theory that it was supposed to be him that was shot. Like I thought the kind of excuse that his healing factor turned off because of the adamantium, like, wasn't. Like I wish they had done something more extreme, mm-hmm. right? Rather than just like a piece of wood, right? Like I get they wanted to have the moment where X twenty three cuts him off of the tree, um, but like. Like a like a piece of wood, like it, like at least like hit him with a truck or something. Yeah, or, you know, in like the fl- uh, in the comics, actually, it, he died in the comics, and they did a very uh, like a kind of similar like I guess he like saved a whole bunch of mutants from something or whatever. But what happens is he gets covered in liquid like molten adamantium, and the molten adamantium like hardens, and that's how he dies. Okay. And I was like. And, you know, and this is because, you know, Wolverine has regenerated from, like, a single cell in a nuclear explosion, right? Um, nuclear. Um, and uh, and so they kind of, they you know, they had to hammer it in compared to uh, this Logan's, uh, you know, healing factor, which is obviously not that great. I also think that they fucked up a little bit with his progression. Like, one of the nice things about Old Man Logan is that for about, it's an eight-issue story, and for about the first six issues, he never pops his claws, um, kind of the whole point of it is that he is an avowed pacifist and you're trying to figure out why. And you can tell that it's rooted in self-loathing, you know what I mean? Like, you can tell yeah. that it's rooted in some mistake. He has these bad dreams where he's, like, super fucked up and, like, covered in blood and everything. Oh, he and fucking he- makes that comment in the movie! I have dreams where I kill people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, he, and he goes to the, um... And he goes to, yeah, dude, that is actually perfect, right? That's exactly the kind of thing that was left in because they rewrote it. Uh, But yeah, and so in the comic, you know, he's having these dreams uh, about the night, or like the the night of, but after he finds out and he goes and he... um, he gets himself, like, hit by a train, and it's super gruesome and super fucked up. Just, like, you know, like, the punishment, right, that he wants to put himself through. 
uh, you know, kind of like for what he's done. But then in in issue six, like at the end of issue six, the kind of like issue to issue cliffhanger is, um, you know, Hawkeye, who he's journeying with, is uh, 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 I guess he's killed. He might be wounded. I can't remember. Um, and Wolverine is like, I need to, you know, yeah, I can't sit on the sidelines, right? Like, yeah, I fucked up, but I gotta take responsibility. And then he pops the claws, and it's a really satisfying moment, right? He has a, this is a, this is an arc. He sees more and more fucked up shit of his own kind of neutrality in all of this, and uh, and he and he chooses to take a side, and that's great. That's like a, uh, you know, that's a that's a great uh, that's a great progression, right? It opens. Old Man Logan opens with a bunch of you know, like with a bunch of hoodlums essentially like. And fucking him up and he doesn't pop his claws he is a total bat he just takes the whole thing right um and i thought that that's that's how they were gonna open this movie nope wolverine just fucking butchers these guys right and so when Gotta you look at the progression already. yeah yeah exactly right yeah they boy did they use it uh, you look at that first you know you look at that first thing in the limo right and then the last thing with the guys in the woods and it's kind of like well wh where's the progression here right like like i understand that by his words, by the subtext, by his kind of accepting of the responsibility of X twenty three and everything, he's changed. But they really kind of, I think, missed the missed the mark um, in not having him hold on to those uh, claws being popped. I think you could have held it all the way into the third act, to be honest, without losing much. Right? You have him at the limo, and he gets super fucked up by these guys. You have him in the desert in Mexico, right? And X twenty three is the one who fucks up all the guys, and really, you know. Uh, kind of like saves the day or whatever at the farmhouse you see him beat up you know you see him kind of like just use his fists or whatever like okay cool here's your progression he's actually getting involved he's willing to kind of like tussle go toe-to-toe -to -toe with these douchebag you know implicitly racist farmers um and then you know they get to they get to eat in or whatever he they meet up with the kids and then all of a sudden it's you know it's go time wolverine pops the claws I don't know. I mean, maybe this is just me rewriting their movies for them, which is kind of unfair. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, mm -hmm. uh, I, I can see how that would be compelling, but I also think that, like, that first, the first part of the movie is, is too much, like, it, it, it's too much. It, it would have to be much different. Is, is how oh, I'll really? Say. You think so? I actually think you could yeah. kind of hold on to it beat for beat. The, the one thing you might have to f mess up would be the hotels in the middle. Which I thought didn't quite fit in the in the first place. So uh, I I I think the fight in the in at, like at the 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 train station or whatever or the um the steel mill um can't go the same way it it goes. Um, fight at the at the steel mill where where he's holding Xavier. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Right when the, when they come for X twenty three. Yeah. Um. What did you What did you think of um? Uh, Caliban. Oh, I liked Caliban. I, you know, I, so I know Caliban. Caliban's power is locating mutants. And I was pretty sure that that was the only reason he was included. But I actually like Stephen Merchant a lot. I think Stephen Merchant's actually really compelling. I'd like to see him in more stuff. Uh, and I think he did great as Caliban. I really kind of loved like that home life relationship thing uh, that they, they, uh, no, I, I, uh, I agree. had. I, I I thought he was neat, but it seemed like plot wise he was really kind of only there to, um, to to be a mutant stiffer. Although, um, uh, kind of like 
See, now that you've got this fucking, like, Wolverine kills everybody thing in my head, it, it, it like, everything either looks like it should have been that way, or at least it was, like, supposed to be a red herring for it. Yeah. Like, you know, Caliban is, like, also used to be a guy that got mutants killed, and then he, he changed, and, like, you know, he, he has his redemption arc just faster, right? Like, with, with mm-hmm. the... With, uh, with with the light stuff. Um, uh. I'm not a huge fan of... Um, I guess I'm not a huge fan of the way Caliban went out. It's kind of the only way that you could have done that, but it was also kind of anticlimactic. Uh it really kind of, uh, like, Donald Pierce also wasn't a great villain and everything. Yeah. I thought him and, I thought him and that doctor, right, like, Joseph Mengele, but for mutants, was bad. So I, <laughs> I, I actually really, so some, something I really loved was when he's, like, giving the speech about why, what he's doing and why he's done what he's done, and Wolverine just fucking shoots him, right? Like, oh, I, yeah, I mean, well, so, funnily enough, uh... See, I hate those kinds of moments in certain movies, but in that movie, I thought it was appropriate because he got just enough out that you got what he was getting at, but he got shot. He, it was just like time. It was like a timing thing, right? Like it, it bothers me to no end that when Loki was supposed to have that kind of a speech in Avengers, the Hulk whips him around or whatever and kind of shuts him up. But like to me, that speech is actually really necessary because, you know, at the end of the day, Loki's motivations are kind of not clear enough and I really would have right. liked that kind of moment, right? Um, but I get how, and, and you know, and right, and like this is the kind of thing that makes me fall in love with a movie like Man of Steel, right? You have Zod sitting there basically monologuing to the camera saying, you know, the only reason I exist is to save your, you know, is for Krypton. And now you've taken that from me. Right. Um, but I think that it it really struck a great balance between, Oh yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a human. I don't want to be kind of outmoded as a species. So yeah, sure. We fought back and we did it in a, like, in like a, like an insidious and kind of creepy way, but it was effective and you can't argue with the results kind of thing, but he only talks for like 15 seconds of that. And you get all of the gist, you get everything you need to know about his motivation, why he's doing what he's doing. And then he gets shot in the head and we can just kind of move on with our lives. Which I thought was great. That was perfect. Um, yeah, no, it it was, it, it was, well then I think just to wind back to Caliban's death. Um, it felt a little too weak, almost like, I don't know. I feel like if, if you really wanted to sell that, you have almost the exact same scene, except Pierce is already out of the truck for whatever reason. Like, he's mm-hmm. sitting up front with the doctor, and they're both trying to deal with a rampant X-24. Um, and then you have a couple more people in the back of that truck with the door closed as Caliban does his, you know, does his his his, his pop, the, pop the grenades thing. Yeah. Instead of, like, kind of catching two of them, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I thought, um, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I liked Caliban a lot, mostly because Stephen Merchant sold it for me, but I yeah. thought his use in the story was just kind of fine. Yeah, yeah. It, this is another one of the pinpricks that kind of bothered me. Well, the reason, by the way, I, you know, so, you know, I'm talking about it a lot, obviously, um, but, uh, and I do recommend it because I think it's a fundamentally good film, right? Like, you know, all the pieces are, are all the pieces are there, right? I would, I guess, I am a little bit higher than you. I would, it's kind of like an A minus film to me, um, but it is also, it's like an A minus film to me. But it's like a C film in terms of like how much did I personally like it and what I want. You know what I mean? Like, 
this this is kind of the uh this is kind of like the Manchester by the sea slice of life mumblecore almost film that's like just it's like too small scale and the big stuff that I do want to grapple with is so in the background that I just couldn't get like I couldn't get personally into it even though I understand why other people you know like I'm sure there are fathers with daughters out there right shout out to like Sarian right like our friend Sarian I'm sure that he would wa walk into this movie and walk out a blubbering mess because that's such an emotional you know like that that like that ending really like works for him but I'm not a dad I don't have a kid right uh, I can, I can, I can sympathize with that kind of thing, but not necessarily like empathize with it in the same way. Um, and it wasn't talking about it, you know, it wasn't going after any of these kinds of like ambitious, big kind of philosophical ideas, right? In the vein of, right, you know, like Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And, you know, to what extent is, you know, do you, to what extent do you sacrifice security or liberty for, you know, security, right? You know, yeah, I've seen that done like a million times, but I thought that was a really good take on it. And, you know, these concepts I can get into. Wolverine, or sorry, Logan was, it had almost none of that, right? If I'm using kind of technical terms, this is just wall-to-wall -wall pathos, right? Trying to get me involved emotionally, which it's, which it didn't quite, get me on board for and no ethos right there was no ideology it was fighting for no kind of philosophy underlying any of it it was just kind of like uh you know see so i i agree with you and kind of the same but but it's it's because because he has nothing like because wolverine has generally done nothing wrong none of that really sticks for me it all feels very kind of trite and like i said before tropey right like the father-daughter thing is like oh he has to he has to protect his daughter. Oh, he's an alcoholic that drinks all the time. And it's just like, and it, it, none of it's like him actually grappling with anything crazy, right? Like, yep. like the thing that worked for me for Manchester by the Sea was the fact that you know the the, the Casey Affleck's character killed his kids, and like the 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 scene like. The fact that that's there and that's driving everything behind the movie, that lets me get into it, right? Mm -hmm. But there's none of that for this movie. It's yep. just, you know, and, and I, th I think you could do interesting things with it too, right? Like, you know, maybe make Xavier a little bit more crazy and it's Wolverine dealing with, like, his obligations that he feels to Xavier even though Xavier's, like, slowly, like, falling off the deep end further and further and you know like like I, I i could like not that that's necessarily the right story for this movie but i could i could get into that right like you need something to to to, to grab onto I just, it's it, everything there was just so shallow to me that i i i don't know i i, I couldn't i could it, this movie didn't resonate with me on a super super emotional level yeah um, and i think and i think that's kind of the hit or miss of it uh like when i you know it, the, the movie is basically like, here, look, we're going to make, you know, well-rounded, complex characters, which I think they did an admirable job at, right? You know, there's some thinner ones, right? But uh, but Logan himself is, you know, is complex. He's three-dimensional. Hugh Jackman sells the hell out of it, right? Um, you know, you know X-23 was great. She was actually really great, though I think the mute thing was kind of dumb. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was um, really dumb. Yeah, it was. It was just. I, I don't know what that was. It was just really stupid. Um, and and I think you know it was just kind of like hoping to kind of hook hook you in on that, and it just missed me, right? Like for instance, I think Days of Future Past is a worse movie than this 
for a couple of reasons. Uh, but like, you know, you know, maybe by a couple of points uh, sort of thing. But I love that movie and I'm so much more interested in going to – I will I really watch that movie half a dozen times uh, before I ever see, you know, or care about kind of Logan uh, again or on a deeper level. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's something I'm missing. This happens to me kind of frequently with movies like this that are kind of like not built for me necessarily, right? Like maybe somebody will put out a YouTube video, like a 20-minute kind of video essay thing. It's like, this is why Logan is secretly fucking great. And they'll be able to kind of convince me, oh, you know, mate, nah, you know what? You're right. I kind of, I kind of missed it um, sort of thing. But I really, uh, just based on that initial, just based on that like initial watch, uh, I really kind of uh, whiffed. Yeah. Especially because I think, you know, the X-Men are so ideologically driven. I think I, I, I might be more willing to swallow this if it was in another universe, if this was a Daredevil movie, right? Like, this is actually kind of, in a certain sense, the plot to a famous Daredevil story called Daredevil Born Again, um, where, you know, he just, like, gets essentially the shit kicked out of him and he puts himself back together and gets back on top um, kind of thing. Like, maybe if you did it with somebody who is, you know, like you know like, like a character like this, but when you set this in the X-Men universe, which is all about prejudice and discrimination, right? You know, it is, it is so driven by that stuff that making a movie entirely devoid of that stuff is the weirdest thing it is just so odd so weird i just hate it yeah no i i, I absolutely agree um yeah i, I mean I, you, I can't say it any better than you did um Yeah, well, that's... Uh, I actually thought you might fight for this movie a little bit more. It's funny. People keep comparing this movie to a Western, um, and I kind of understand what they're getting at, but I actually don't think it really is I, I don't much agree with one. that either. Yeah, yeah, I don't agree with that at all. I kind of thought that was... Uh, uh, I kind of thought that was, like, a poor analogy. Um, and, you know, like, something, you know, I would have really enjoyed it if... Like, maybe you could have sold me on it being a Western if there was a little bit more kind of standoff like Mexican standoff-ishness to it, right? Or if, like, this was, like, a more hardcore post-apocalypse, you know... Like, society that, you know, for what we saw, society seemed to be functioning pretty straightforward. It's just kind of, like, functioning in a little bit of, like, dystopia, which is not really... You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, it's not like Logan walked into a small town and, like, walk. You know what I mean? Like, all of that kind of stuff about oh, yeah, the society, West, right? Like... Society's fine, right? There yeah, no exactly, mutants. right? Like, like, every, like you know, every... everybody's running around. I mean, there's some, like, news reports that are like, oh, society fucking sucks or whatever, but that didn't convince me compared to, you know, this hotel. Even El Paso, which, like, looked shitty, right? Like, yeah, well, you know, places like that exist. Yeah, and, like, like, the, like I think a big thing that undercut that, honestly, is, like, Wolverine's day job, right? where, where he's a limo driver for, like, drunk people. Um, and and, and so like things can't really be that bad if you've got like drunk, you know, frat boys riding around in your limo screaming USA or, uh, or, uh, drunk bachelorette parties with unnecessary titty shots. Um, like, uh, that, so that's another moment that was just like, you're really just doing this for the R rated thing, aren't you? Like it, yeah, and I also think it's like yeah, so yeah. purposeless. Uh, yeah, and I also think that um, uh, 
Uh, this is another place that kind of misses the mark of Old Man Logan. Old Man Logan is a hardcore like apocalypse, right? Like the Venom symbiote, like dinosaurs get brought from the Savage Land to to like the mainland U.S. You know what I mean? Like the U.S. is completely destroyed. Um, and uh, you know, Wolverine is a Wolverine is a, is like a dirt farmer basically in in california right like you you sell me much more on a western vibe when you give me that kind of stuff right that kind of like lack of civilization yeah but there's a lot of civilization in this movie um kind of right up until the very end you're you're it's it's not even i don't know yeah this movie reminded me more of like fucking thunderdome than it did of a western (laughs) (laughs) i like thunderdome do you like thunderdome um i enjoyed it it is definitely. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> um, yeah, I th- I think it might be the least Mad Max of all of the Mad Max movies, and that's including the first one where it wasn't even that post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Um. Uh, but you you know just kind of like the oh they're in the city and then they move to like this remote location where there are a bunch of kids that need help from the old man, um, who doesn't really want to be there, um, and then he saves them. And then, but he saves them at the cost of his own kind of well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um. Wow. In the same way that this is kind of a movie like about kind of like pathetic disappointment, uh, I have a little pathetic disappointment for our like inability to go much further with this in the podcast. Uh, uh. I, 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 I don't know what to say, right? Like, it's... Uh, this just like little things like I I thought that he needed like a little bit more time with X twenty three to really like sell that bond right like like give me like a stupid fucking montage of him like buying her ice cream or something mm-hmm. um so that like like it's it's you know so that like the 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 moment where he's like oh it's better this way um feels a little bit more painful and then at the end where she has to bury him is also a little bit more painful. Give like you know, like he says we've only known each other for ten days at one point when when he's like screaming at her in the truck, right? Like that's I don't know. I, I it just doesn't feel like enough time to really, uh, so like I don't know. It, it it's one of these things where it's like, I, it rides on the fact that like technically she's his daughter a lot, um, even though it's it's not like you know it, it's not like they're. It's not like they have a lot of time. To, like it's not like they show that bond really at all, right? Like, she like holds his hand, I guess, but th- that's that that's really it. Um, yeah, I also think, I this also kind of gets boiled into the she's mute thing for me. A bit. Yeah, I think if she talked, she would hit that hit that note. But I feel the same way that you do, right? Like the connection that they that they had, and they and they do this thing. I hate this. I hate this so much. It's this like. You know, it's this, like, Hollywood trope that is in movies all over the place where, uh, you know, between the second and the third acts, right, the 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 kind of – the friendship dissolves, right? This happens in Zootopia. Right, right. Right, you know, like, oh, Nick thinks that Judy's racist all of a sudden even though they just had plenty of conversations about how they're not racist and, you know. And it, it, it's, such a, it's such a hackneyed thing. Um, to me, right, like, maybe if only one or two movies did it, but it feels like every fucking movie does it in order to signal, like, oh, shit's about to get, you know, real, we're getting into, you know, climax territory kind of a thing. 
Um, and so I, I really wasn't convinced by that. And I wasn't convinced by that also just from the perspective of like, it wasn't just that I wasn't convinced of it. It's that I wasn't convinced of it because there wasn't the setup for it, right? Maybe you could have hit me with the setup and I would have been on board. Maybe. But not. That's just not what happened. That's just not, you know, uh, what went down. And uh, so, you know, that's frustrating. That's just frustrating for me to, uh, yeah. I mean, to, uh, to see. Like... I don't know. I, I like just like, a, a lot of little things that are that are unjustified, right? Like, why doesn't she talk? Who knows? Why? Yep. Why is Wolverine so resistant? Like, even if he thinks it's a stupid idea and there's no one there, what the fuck else is he doing with his time? Right? Like to to drive her out to to the to the rendezvous point. Mm-hmm. Like, it's either stay somewhere populated and probably run into Donald Pierce. Or drive to this place that they at least think he doesn't know about. Um, yep. Um. What did you, so? So this is this is a thing. Um. How do you feel about X Men comics being in X Men? Like you know, like being like a thing in the movies. Oh man, that was really weird for me. That was really awkward. So funnily enough, this is actually a nice little tangent that I want to take us down on because it's actually hilarious. In the Marvel Universe, there is a fictional version of Marvel Comics that prints, essentially, story, like, that, that prints Marvel Comics, right, right? But, like, they're not, they're not fictional, right? They're kind of, like, dramatized nonfiction of what the superheroes are actually going through, which I think is one of the coolest concepts, right, like, ever, right? Uh, it comes up every once in a while, for instance... Uh, you know, Spider-Man, some, some guys, right, like, we all know, t- it, it's public information that uh, the Fantastic Four are the Fantastic Four, so they get royalties from their comics, T- Tony Stark gets royalties from his comics, uh, Steve Rogers, actually, I think Steve Rogers, it's like, it's something through S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever, right, but like, you know, but like, Spider-Man, because he's Spider-Man, and is technically a criminal, they can just publish comments, comics about Spider-Man, they don't have to pay him anything. And it's one of those, like, little jabs, you know, it's like one of those little jabs to Spider-Man where it's like, if you just revealed who you are, Peter, right, like, you could be making all of this money from the Marvel Comics royalties, which is, you know, really not, you know, it's kind of like a throwaway gag, it's a throwaway detail, um, and, uh, and so, and so I actually really, so I really like that detail in the, in the comic book universe, I think it's, t- it's, it's funny, it's tongue-in-cheek, right, like, uh, it can be really heartfelt, and, uh, and interesting and compelling. There's a whole book by ooh, Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross. Alex Ross is a super famous uh, comics uh, artist. Uh, he does pencils, but he, he watercolors everything. He does Kingdom Come. He did a, he did a, a thing called Justice, does covers all the time. Um, they, they, they do a thing called Marvels, which is a book that's written uh, kind of about, you know, uh, like the history of the Marvel universe from kind of like the perspective of the little man. So I really like I really like when you know when that kind of stuff shows up in the comics in the content of the story. This is probably the worst implementation of that concept I've like ever seen because the implementation just feels like a huge fuck you to the audience because the the entire time Wolverine is just saying, this is fake bullshit nonsense 
And it is. It's fake bullshit nonsense, right? The only thing that's there at Eden is the other kids because they just happen to choose, you know, like it has a rendezvous point, right? Also but there's a cabin. no Yeah, and it's, it's it's just some like random cabin that's that's there, right? Like uh or whatever. And so and you know, and I I think this is kind of what plays into this disappointment thing I was talking about. Like, like, like maybe that's just what the movie's trying to get after. But I just, it just felt really, it's like, it's like when they do that thing in movies uh, where, like, they reference how silly the comics are. I hate stuff like that, right? Like, oh, what did you expect? Yellow spandex? It's like, fuck yourself, right? Like, have some, I hate that stuff. I hate that stuff. It pops up all the time, and it is always something that drives me insane. Because, like, you know, like, as a comics reader, right, to respect the source material. Don't make fun of it, right? Like, who are you trying to impress? The frat bros who are coming to see this? Yeah, the frat bros are coming to see this because they were wrong about comics comics for 50 years right i don't know that stuff that stuff really bugs me and this feels like the most like in a weird way it's the meanest version of it because it's the version of it that's taken the most seriously by the story right it's one thing to just make an offhand joke about it right about oh how stupid you know how stupid would it be if i dress up in yellow spandex her her derp derp or whatever right it is a whole Another thing to make the fact that these comics are bullshit and not real and you shouldn't invest yourself in them I'm like a main plot point to the movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad you asked me that question. That just bumped Wolverine down. <laughs> that is, it is now a B plus movie for B. For, oh, that's oh, that makes me so mad. Why? <laughs> Why? You know, and, and I, I think. Th in its, in its defense, I think, like, you can do it, like, once, right? Like, you can you can have the moment where he picks where, where, where he picks it up, right? And he's, like, you know, and he's, like, this, you know, especially, if, again, especially if you're going with the, like, you know, um, well, I guess you could do it with, with Professor X in this, this, you know, he's looking, he looks at the comics, and he's, like, this isn't real. This is a gross simplification of very complicated things, right? Like, Yellow spandex and and, and and flat morals are not what real life's about, right? Like, I think you could do that once, and and that if you're gonna do that, then you have to have him discover that the the the, the fucking um, uh, Eden point is just the coordinates from the from the comic, um, and like, like like, but the fact that they go back to, they go back to it like three times, right? Like he sees it in in her room when when she's begging him to take X twenty three. He sees it in the hotel, and uh, he sees it, and then he see, and then then he he goes and reads it in the bar, um, uh -huh. with the reading glasses, um, which uh, <laughs> I I actually thought the reading glasses were a nice touch. Oh, I love <laughs> the reading glasses. I so funnily enough, um, longtime character of mine, Tonric. That Hugh Jackman Logan, kind of without Logan's face, right? Like, if you take Edward James Olmos's face and you put it on that Wolverine body, that's what Tonric is supposed to look like, including okay. the reading glasses. I love he 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 has reading glasses, uh, and I just like love that little detail, and I love it here at Logan too. It's great, but I actually really want to go back to the comic book for a second. Okay, something go for else it. I thought about. Oh, fucking this just drives me insane. In the same movie that they reference a movie, 
right? They reference Shane and they're like, oh, what a classical cinema. Oh, and then they quote it. They quote it at the end. And it's like, oh, I saw this one. You know, it's a very, it's a very good. So it's like, oh, okay. So if it's a cowboy movie, right? Oh, that's mm, above reproach. It's the best thing ever. It's fucking the Bible or some shit, right? But no, you put a comic book in your movie and it's a horse shit. Like, why did they do this to me, all, dude? I all, can't also, even. <laughs> speaking of referencing, like, they referenced X1, right? And the, you know, like, as the, the, you know, the Statue of Liberty was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, you know, I actually thought some of that stuff was actually nice. I like the kind of continuity building that they did. For instance, I, what I what I like about Professor X's brain disease thing, right? Um, and what I think is kind of cool about it is that it what he's doing is kind of an involuntary version of something that he pulls in three, four X Men movie, four X Men movies in 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 like kind of spots. He'll do that freeze the room. Everybody freeze the room. Thing. Right. Five. He basically does it in every X-Men movie he's in. Basically. He does it in X1. He does it in X2. Um, it's kind of how X2 starts. Uh, he does it in X3 before he dies. Spoiler, I guess. Right? He does it in First Class. He does it in Six! He does it in the after credits scene to the Wolverine. Which, by the way, is kind of funny. It makes no sense nowadays. The after credits scene had Magneto and Xavier... Just, like, find Wolverine as he's coming back, as he's flying back from Japan, like the Wolverine movie set in Japan. He flies back to the United States, and then they're like, no, the Sentinels, and then Days of Future Past is, like, Wait, completely, what? yeah. What are you That's talking about? This is the after credit scene to the Wolverine movie, called The Wolverine. What? I've never heard of this movie. You've never heard of it? It came out in, like, 2012. It was actually pretty good, actually, to be honest huh. with you. Uh, it's a, it's a little bit, it's, you know, it's forgettable, right? You may have seen plenty of trailers. He fights the silver samurai, uh, who is, you know, like this big, and like, it's like a, it's like an Iron Man suit, but it's all made out of adamantium and he has this big adamantium katana. It's actually kind of awesome. Um, I have literally no, no, no knowledge. I think it's directed by the same guy. Hold on. I'm pretty sure James Mangold, who's the director of Logan, um, is also the director of uh the wolverine it came out in 2013 uh yeah it was directed by james mangold yeah it was you know it was pretty good but the yeah so you know he goes to japan he's doing all this you know japan stuff um and then he comes back to the u.s and as he's like moving through uh and as he's like moving through the airport or whatever professor x and magneto show up and they're like we need to fight the sentinels or something like that and then you know dates of future past is like well, we're not going to deal with that plot thread. But anyway, Professor X uses that ability in six of the seven X-Men movies, I guess. He doesn't, he's not in X-Men Origins Wolverine, and he's not in Deadpool, so... In, anyway, in every movie that he's a part of, he uses that ability, and so this being a very sinister version of that ability, I think is very cool, and I like that kind of continuity stuff um, that, uh, that comes with it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, I, I, uh, th that is pretty, so, th the thing that kind of threw me off a little bit about this movie is, like, like, I, I know from exterior sources that it's set in the post, um, Days of Future Past timeline, mm -hmm. um, but it's not, like, clear that that's, like, what, that that's where it's supposed to be set, especially with the reference to the Statue of Liberty, because that's in the original timeline, right? Yeah. Um. 
and I guess that he knows about it and the professor would know about it. Um, actually, maybe that's supposed to be the clever thing, is that it's a dream that Xavier has, um, but it's only something that Wolverine would have experienced. Uh, huh. Because because this, this version of, of the Professor X wouldn't necessarily have experienced it if the event didn't happen. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. Final thoughts on uh, what 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 would you? I'd still recommend it. Okay. Um, I'd still say, I'd I'd say go, I'd say go see it if you if you like the X Men movies. I don't think it's the greatest movie, but I do think it's a pretty good send off for both Patrick Stewart and um, Hugh Jackman because they both said this is the last time they will be reprising these roles. Yeah. Um. As. Uh, as uh, the, the the guy from Red Letter Media put it, this will be Wolverine's last appearance. Hint, hint. Um, to uh, you know, as as to the plot of this movie. Um, but uh, oh, it's <laughs> funny. That's uh, funny. I, I I think it was pretty. I I I again B B to B plus movie. Yeah, I mean it's no Batman vs Superman, oh, but. God. Uh... <laughs> But I think it's, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I have a very low threshold for what I'll go pay for. So my movie, my recommendation doesn't see. Let me, let me, let me put it this way. If you're going to go see any movie in March, and this includes, by the way, the live action Beauty and the Beast, which I think is going to be awful. And I'm not giving that my money because I really don't want that movie to be successful. Um, the, I think if you're going to go see any movie in March, go see Kong. <laughs> go see Kong Skull Island uh, because that movie is awesome and super worth it and the greatest. And uh, well, if, if you're going to give a movie that you should see, if you can only see one movie, I will give mine as well. And for me, that's Get Out, which was fantastic. Um, yeah, can you pitch me? Do you, do you want to do a quick pitch for so, Get Out? So, so, the, so the biggest problem with Get Out is that the – trailer is 95 percent of the movie um ah that sucks um but it's like it's still enjoyable because the moments are um uh, the moments are well played um it's how, how do i put this it it manages to walk the line of that type of movie well like it's not over the top um it's what, what's, what's the way to put this like the movie does kind of center around the fact that the main character is is black but it it's not in the opposite way about how the like the antagonist being white is kind of like well part of the story is not like the focus it's not like i don't know i felt it, it walked like like obviously this is this movie is, is a social commentary um mm -hmm. and i thought it did that well without being over the top in any any direction or whatever um that's it, good it was also legitimately like um it was like it had some legitimately cool concepts in it um and uh, it was it was a uh, I, I have like one minor gripe about it, which is um, kind of like in the same way that I was that, that I'm like weird kind of like jab at corn syrup in this movie. Um, one of the plot devices is is hypnosis in um in, in, in get out, which I think you can see in the trailer. Um, and, uh, you know, hip, like. As I'm watching this happen, I'm like, hypnosis doesn't work this way. This doesn't work this way. You can't do this with hypnosis. Um, and, <laughs> um, and, and and not that, like, that's so much a, a problem in and of itself, right? It's just kind of like, this is not how it works. And, you know, I, I would hate to think that anybody doesn't go get, like, hypnotherapy because they're afraid of, like... 
like obviously it's 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 fake, but like you know, hypnotherapy is a real thing that helps people. So I don't know. That it's a very minor. It's a very very minor point. It's just a thing that that kind of like bothered me as I was watching the movie. But otherwise, excellent movie. Um, really kind of on the edge of your seat. Um, like the 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 five percent they don't show in the trailer like caught me by surprise. So I was I was very happy with that. Um, just a bunch of really cool like sets of motivations. Um, and, and even, um, like, like, uh, this is something that, um, that, that, that it nails really well, or, or rather something that I have heard from, uh, if, uh, if you listen to the super best friend cast, uh, Wooly, who is an African American, um, or actually is an African Canadian, uh, Caribbean Canadian, technically, I'm going to stop before I put my foot further in my mouth. Um, but he, he talked about, um, uh, how he could relate to the movie because of the feeling of othering. Uh, like, you know, kind of like when you're like the, the only person in the room, that's, 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 that's this way. Like, and, and, Oh yeah, I get that. And he said, he said it felt super real. Right. And it felt like, it felt like his everyday experiences. And it was funny because like, obviously to a lesser extent, but I was also feeling that kind of empathy. Cause it's like the same thing when like, when you're at a party with a bunch of like people you don't belong with. Right. And like. You know, you're you're like you know. My, my parallel for this is like when I'm in the in, in in a party with like a bunch of older people or like you know a bunch of like more, you know like more normal quote unquote people. It's like you find you find the nerd and the you know the guy wearing the Legend of Zelda shirt and you say, oh, you're a nerd too, and you kind of hit it off. And uh, he Wooly talks about his experience in in that way. Um, and I think this moment appears in the trailer. I'm, I'm almost positive or one of one of the trailers is he, he does this at the party. Um, there's another, Af there's, there's another black person there and the black person just kind of like, Oh, hello. Nice to meet you, Chris. And is, is, you know, like kind of like totally denies that, like that, that, that common thread that you reach out for to make yourself feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, mm. and that, like, like I said, obviously it'll resonate more strongly with, with, with someone in, in a more direct situation, but uh, it, it resonated with with me, and I think it can resonate with a lot of people who have ever, who have ever felt out of place. Um, and so, like I said, recommend two two thumbs up from Mango. Um, Fair enough. All right. Well, I guess that's our feelings on Logan and Kong and Get Out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. How was your week? My week was uh, <clears throat> my week was all right. Um, one of the things that happened this week is we played uh, we played uh, Hell's Rebels. Um, and I kind of want to ask you about this week because, sure. um, how did you, how, how did you like this week? Cause I, f I felt like we were starting to veer into like uninterested territory, like, like what we were talking about last like we, week. Like we were talking about last time. Okay. So actually this kind of came up, uh, halfway through Charles sent me a message that was like, um, and I didn't see it because I basically spent that whole session on my feet, not at my computer. Right. Um, uh, but he sent me a message where he was kind of like, I'm going to let this, you know, I'm going to hang back. <clears throat> because uh, this feels like it should be, you know, we're in session, Jimmy's session. Um, I, so I, and I, yeah, I, I didn't obviously send you a message, but I did the exact same thing. I'm like, oh, this is, this is, Beauregard can take a step back, right? Like, and, and let, let, let other people drive, you know. Drive. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I felt like it was, I felt like it was fine. I felt like it was okay. strong. Uh, I mean, you know, it's not the best session we've ever had ever, I guess, uh, but um, yeah, my, I my, my kind of, my kind of perspective on that stuff is I think you guys handled it well, which was, you know, 
I think you created plenty of opportunities for someone. You know, like, I don't think anybody was being drowned out uh, kind of a thing. Um, but I also don't feel like the uh, uh, the kind of, um, like, the engagement was really flagging too poorly, okay. I suppose. Um yeah, I don't know. I, you know, to be honest with you, I felt like it was my fault. We started late, and you know, and I, I kind of drew the session out a little bit more. This is actually supposed to, to be honest with you, um, this whole bit was supposed to be much smaller and much more straightforward, um, in terms of you guys kind of like getting into the village and like getting into gear and everything like that. This was all actually supposed to happen as part of like a three, you know, like you convince. Uh, Canton to work with you. You guys get a benefactor. You get some information, and then you head out to, uh, and then you head out to the village. But we headed out to the village with like half an hour left, and I was like, oh god, that's tight. I don't really think we can, you know, we can make that work. And then what ended, what ended up happening this week is kind of as a result of procrastination and also us starting, you know, kind of way later than normal. Um, uh, I was like, okay, well, this is kind of an hour's worth of material that I'm going to stretch to two and a half to, you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. uh, uh, and some of the, and I like, I like it to a certain extent. I like that. I kind of got a chance to give you guys more of a feeling for like the town and, you know, like working with the, um, uh, working with the NPCs. I feel pretty good about these NPCs kind of compared to, uh, other ones that have been, like not very well defined, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we were we were just kind of supposed to chew through this much much faster and kind of get into the meat of it, which is like you know how do you prepare your strategy and then you know execute on that strategy for me, kind of. You know what I mean? Um, which is what I like. That's the interesting stuff, and we've kind of been bogged a little bit in the uninteresting stuff just because of pacing. Yeah. No. No. I. It's. This is kind of kind of from my perspective, right? Like. There were there were enough time like the kind of big flag to me is, is when there's there's these big there's big silent spots where like you kind of wait for a little while and then like pick up pick up the the thread which, yeah which which you're which you're you're good at doing but like those silent spots signal to me that things aren't kind of going and and so like 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 I I guess I guess Charles and I were more aligned than I thought or Alaric um more aligned than I thought because like once you were like. So do you guys want to like leave this at a vote? And I'm like, nothing's really happened here. I'm not convinced we we, we did anything. I guess I'll step in. I, and Alaric did at the same time as well. Kind of, we, we you know I I put on my Beauregard face and did did Beauregard things. Um, and I I also kind of sense just kind of from the way you ended that that like, at least I think it was telegraphed a little bit. Like when you were like, this is kind of like a diplomacy challenge. I'm like, oh, we need to get like strong verbal confirmation from at least half the council that this is that, that they're going to vote for us in order to make sure that this works right and we, mm -hmm. we we kind of got like lost in like little details in places like you know like potential like strategic uh like, like specificities and like how the mechanics of that would work out of character almost yeah and i know and i felt bad because i was like i know this is the i like i i felt you guys lock in on that and hone in on that and i kind of had to pull it back uh, I had what's her face kind of butt in there to make it a little bit more about convincing everybody to get on board, and I felt really bad doing that, but I kind of thought it was what I needed to do right. because we can't get into the, the strategic stuff is 
the, you know, like that is really interesting. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't want to do it here in 15 minutes. I want to do it, take an hour and a half and do it at the top of next session. Right. Um, and, uh, and so that was, uh, that was a little bit of me that, that, that diplomacy challenge was 1 million percent not supposed to be there. Uh, I was just winging all of that, which is why it was kind of, uh, rough, uh, uh, rough hewn though interestingly enough i wasn't you know so i i was kind of from the perspective of when i outlined you know as i'm gming the session i was also trying to figure out how i wanted to do like add like fill for time kind of and i was running through i was like okay i can do a diplomacy challenge well that's complicated i can't quite get there but what if i spread it and i say okay there are five people on the council they have to get three out of five right and each of the different people on the council is convinced by one thing or another right um, <clears throat> and, and I tried to get this across, you know, um, the, uh, uh, the one guy, Timon just wanted to know that you guys were, were like the real deal, right. And that you, you know, that you had confidence in your ability to train people. Um, you know, the farmer guy was all about, you know, he really liked the idea of making excursions out. And so that's what he was thinking about. Grum was about defenses, right? If you could reassure him that, you know, you guys had some cool ideas for how to defend the village, maybe, right? That would kind of be your way to get him on board. You know, and I tried to assign them traits so that you had to use a little bit of a different argument in order to convince you know in order to kind of like convince them or whatever but because it was all in my head and i was putting it together as i was in real time trying to do other other stuff i just felt like it really wasn't really wasn't all that well done yeah like it, it was weird because there was a point in the conversation where like they start talking about like what they would do if we agree to do this and i'm like oh so are they are they sold on it and now it's just a matter of details or do i have to, or do we have <laughs> yeah. to like that's sell them fun. on like like honestly when that started i thought it was like oh do we have to like come up with a plan that like appeases all of them so that they'll get we'll get their vote um because I, I think that's why we started going down the path oh he wants us to train them he wants us to go scouting he wants wants us to defend we should draw up a plan on how we're going to do that and this will convince them to stay yeah i mean um, you know i think you were right to feel that way i totally get it i that's just me fucking up because yeah. i was doing it on the fly you yeah. know what i mean yeah um so the, the so, other yeah. the other thing is while I was sitting there, he's like, yeah, like, you know, they're, they're like, yeah, we, we should just run away. I'm like, yeah, you probably should. I don't really have a great argument as to why you shouldn't. Um, uh, oh, really? I actually felt the opposite. I kind of felt like they were, I almost felt struggling to give them a good enough reason to, and so the way this is originally written is that they're on board from minute one. You don't have to convince them, right? So I kind of added this reluctance to put an obstacle to hop over to fill for time. And, uh, and so I felt like I was having a hard time justifying them not staying in the village, right? It's really compelling, I think. Uh, it's a really compelling thing to say, if we don't hold the line now, we lose no matter what. And that includes all of you, right? You know, and yeah, when you're kind of facing down that oblivion, I don't know, I kind of thought that was just like, well, yeah, there's really no way around that logic. It's pretty ironclad. Oh, see, see, and so, yeah, that's interesting. See, to, to me, it's like, yeah, you know, you run like, you know, maybe it sells your eventual doom, but that's not today. And maybe it's not you. Maybe it's the next guy down the road. Um, like, why do I have to fight this? Um, and like, I think, I think part of the reason that it, like, if... Like, it was kind of like a, oh, maybe we should run type of thing. Like, it's, you know, like, you know, maybe, like, I think that's an easier thing to turn them around to, like, defend your hearth and home. 
Um, but like, it seemed very much like they're like, yeah, we're going to run. Like, like why, why would we do it? We're, we're going to go run now. Like, and it's, it felt very definitive. Uh, especially, I think, I think the first time it came up from, from Grum, I was like, oh, well, if he's, if he's, if, if that's what they're committed to doing, it's going to be hard to t- turn them around. Mm. Um, but you know, it worked out. So, uh, but it was a good time, right? Like it's, it's always, it's always. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought, uh, I thought it worked. I was also pretty burnt, to be honest with you. Um, uh, part of the, uh, part of it is that I just had like personal stuff that I'm like working through because I just went through a big kind of transition in like schedule, um, and so I'm not totally on board with like all of that yet, and so like. The ID, you know, and so just long work days coming and GMing and you're not prepared for the GMing that you're supposed to do. And you're trying to, you know, you're trying to kind of like filibuster. Uh, yeah. But even then, you know, like I felt like I had the big fuck ups because I left space too long. Like the space that you're talking about, I felt like that was my fault because I what kind of my brain was like fraying and I wasn't quite as quick on the draw as I might otherwise be. Um, but uh yeah, I don't know. I thought, uh, yeah, that was our that was our session. Yeah, um, not our best, but that was that's that's what it was. Um, have you been playing any game arenas? Um, I haven't had a lot of time to. I've been playing a bit of N plus plus again because it's something I do kind of like to occupy my hands while I, um, like either listen to podcasts or or watch um internet videos. Um, and that's something I can do kind of like bite-sized chunks rather than like long playstations like I need for say like a Nio, um, mm-hmm. or Neo rather. Um, I've also been re- recapping my lore for the PC release of Nier Automata. Um, oh boy. So I can be ready for uh, that game. Um, and um, I forget which movie this was a trailer before, but I um, need to go rewatch the original Ghost in the Shell anime movie and maybe the original anime series and some other, and read the manga, maybe. Um, because I watched that trailer, and I was like, this movie is going to be bad. Um, and I want to have... Oh, ha- really? You think so? I Have you seen any of the... Like, uh, I saw the... I guess there's a trailer in front of Logan, I think, which I saw. Uh, so, I haven't been paying a ton of attention to it. Um, so, so, rather, have you seen any of the original material? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. Um... And so it's, it looks like from the trailer to me, uh, they are trading out the interesting elements of Ghost in the Shell, which are kind of like these, these humanist elements, these, these like, you know, the, 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 the standalone complex series is, is kind of about like, um, in a weird way, like memes almost. Um, and like, uh, you know, like, like kind of like, uh, coming together in, in weird ways around like weird cultural touchstones. Um, mm. And the movie is about like it's very this very deep like what does it mean to be human kind of uh, bit, and this movie looks like it's kind of gonna be like a, a weird like you know, just like a stock action movie. Um, oh, that- I thought well, I don't know. I guess like well, I th- it feels very cyberpunk to me, which is what I'm on board for. Right, the idea that you don't you know, you don't understand the world around you, right? Like this stuff of like, oh, you know, you think they made you better. You know, I kind of feel like there's that conspiracy aspect to it that I'm that I'm kind of on board for. Obviously, there's a lot of that uh, uh, running around in kind of the visuals for uh, for all of this. Um, and as long as they have that, you know, and, it's, and it also seems as though like 
the are you even human conversation, like the kind of Blade Runner, you know, Battlestar Galactica, how human is human, you know, kind of uh, uh, kind of a thing. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm kind of like on board for that in general. I guess I don't love what I see, but I like the idea of what I'm seeing, um, and I hope that it's good, and I would like it to be good because I want there to be more of just more movies like this. Um, yeah, I, it's 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 just. It, it seems like it's gonna be, you know, like oh, they, they, they stole your, um, they, they, they stole your body, and you know, this is kind of very rote sci-fi plot of like, you know, uh, you know, me play gods, you know, oh, this is my undo, you know, like, you know, very much like this technology is sinister and is bad, um, whereas in in the original movies, it's kind of it's it's not that at all, right? Like, you know. Oh, I actually see what you're saying. Uh, I didn't actually get that vibe, but I totally see it now that you've mentioned it. That makes sense. That would suck. Yeah. Oh. oh, that would be super sucky. Um, I am hopeful that the um that the one character that kind of appears is who I think he is. Which I won't spoil anything um for anybody by leaving it that vague. Um, but uh, I would recommend um that you, buddy, go see the first the the first movie, um the first anime movie. Um, it's it's short enough that you you're rather it's 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 contained enough that you don't need any of the other material. It is actually a completely separate plotline um, from either the manga or the the shows. Like it's 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 one of these weird series where like every iteration is actually like kind of like storyline separate from each other, even though they have the same characters. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's interesting. I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, so I'm gonna go rewatch it before uh, I see the the live action movie. Mm -hmm. Um. But I would recommend that you go see it just to kind of get a get a feel for what I'm talking about because I I think that movie was really well done, um, especially for um, I believe it came out in like the like the nine early nineties, um, but you know, uh, that's that was the thing that I was I, I saw the trailer and I was like oh boy I'm gonna get myself ready so I can so I can like build up some impotent nerd rage for when it happens, right? Uh, but yeah, that was. Uh, that that was kind of my big thing. What else did I do this week? Um, I got a new mechanical keyboard and put on some new keycaps. Um, they are nice. they are blues. I can hold on a second. Let me let me let me move this mouse somewhere. Can you hear that? Can you hear the? Yeah. Oof. That's that's Oof. that's my jam. Um, <laughs> but uh, that that was that was that was the other big point in in in, in my week. What about you? What how are your video games? I have been playing, so I've been playing a couple of games, you know, obviously WoW, but there's nothing new in WoW, so I'm not going to talk about it. Um, I've been playing more of The Long War. It's a slog, but it's a very good slog, and it's a very compelling slog. The big killer for me is these load screens. It has these horrendously long load screens for me, and I don't know if it's just me or my computer, but uh, the game is opening up a little bit more. I'm kind of through the introductory stages, and I'm getting fucked up. <laughs> like, I'm losing guys. Um... The missions are getting really difficult, really hard, uh, and uh, uh, and it's uh, and it's interesting. It's really cool. I I'm really I'm really kind of down for it. It's really challenging a lot of things that I would say at this point are bad habits of mine, um, from kind of the base game 
you know, write like, oh, I don't need to move, you know, like I don't need to move methodically point A to point B, you know, I'm just going to dash all the way. Nope. You're going to proc like two groups of dudes and they're going to fuck your shit up. And because, and because of how some of the stuff works, right, with the size of your, your group, you can have like big up to 10, right? Small, you know, and so I've done a couple of missions where it's like my four best guys, but I did, I did this one mission. It was my four best guys. One of my guys got knocked on, got ble he was bleeding out because I made a dumb mistake and I had to have another dude evac him on the spot. Uh, you can't evac a guy, like if a guy is sitting there unconscious, you can't evac him alone. He has to ride up essentially with someone else. Um, and then I was down to these two dudes and I was like, holy fuck and there's like a million guys because like the mission could have 10 people on it right so there's all of these bad guys around there um and so i was just getting destroyed by the action economy and i made it out on the skin of my teeth but it was just like one of the most compelling experiences i've had playing XCOM. it was insane um so i you know but you but uh so that happened i had a rough couple of missions and i kind of got back on track the, the 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 ball is uh the ball is rolling i had a couple of really unfortunate deaths that i had to like get past and get over but uh, yeah, so that's XCOM. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was the Bretonia free LC came out for Total War Warhammer. And I haven't played very much of that because most of my, like, ambient game time has been heading to, uh, has been heading to the Long War. But, uh, I did play a little bit of Bretonia and it was pretty cool. Bretonia works on chivalry. Um, you get, like a, like, a chivalry bar in the top left corner, and as you do, like, as you beat guys, when you get, when you do, like, her, like, when you do easy victories, you get a couple of points, but when you get, like, heroic victories, close victories, Pyrrhic victories, that's when you get, like, a bazillion chivalry points, um, and the chivalry points have, like, you know, kind of random, interesting effects. I like it a lot because um, it is very much, uh, you know, so like the Wood Elves are tall, for instance. In all of those forest provinces, they have double the number of building slots, uh, but there's only three of those provinces. And then in any other province of the map, which the Elves can take over, they only have a one-level province, right? So it's a very tall, uh, it's a very tall civilization kind of propped up on just a fuck ton of tiny little, you know, tiny little... Uh, you know, like, like what, what you can kind of like sap in from the outside world kind of a thing. Uh, Bretonia is much more conventional in that it's kind of like, okay, get, you know, you're going to get a province, take over the whole province, right? Get it up and kind of under control. Um, but it's not in, it's not in the same way as the empire because they have a whole subsystem for the peasantry. Um, where if you fill, you know, like the basic units in your army, right? Like, oh, foot squires who carry great swords. Well, these guys are all peasants, right? Men at arms are peasants. Peasant archers are obviously peasants. And the more peasants you pull, um, the less income you're generating, uh, over like over your regions because like the big income is kind of like farming um for bretonia and so it's just it, it creates some really cool kind of economic dynamic uh systems where it's like well you know are you gonna uh are you gonna tank your farms a little bit get a huge peasant army go take this city and then disband all of these units right the kind of symbiosis between your armies and your um uh uh, the symbiosis between your armies and your provinces is much different uh, and much more interesting. Um, so, yeah, those are the games that uh, I'm playing. Yeah, that sounds sounds about good. Um, since we've got a little bit of extra time, I want to discuss something that we've talked about briefly 
um, and text. Um, and that's going to be about these kind of early screenshots and videos of uh, Andromeda. Oh, boy. Um, I'm kind of, like, cackling my ass off because I don't particularly care about Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Um, and some some of the worst things, like um, the, the trailer, or I think it's the trailer, the, the moment where, like, um, the Asari that kind of looks like Shrek um, fires her gun, but the gun model is backwards in her hand. Um, like, those things are just, like, like how did this happen type levels. I mean, also, also this, this other stuff. Um, but you're obviously a much bigger fan than I am of the series. But what is what is your reaction to all of this? They have built up my... Uh, they've built up Goodwill. I'm going to get it. I'm going to play it. I want to see... Uh... So there's a couple of things. It looks as though this might be spotty, if that makes sense. Um, in the sense of I keep seeing the same clips over and over and over okay. again. And so my hope is that, well, look, it's a huge fucking game. Right. There's a couple of places where it where it trips up, um, but I can kind of get past that. I mean, even, you know, the character animations in uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, which I think is solid. Uh, Mass Effect one and two, both of which I think are solid. Right. Uh, Mass Effect three, obviously, is, you know, like all of it. You know, like I feel as though, um, you know, uh, maybe it'll get. Maybe, maybe, maybe it, it won't be that bad. Like, this is just kind of like a cherry picking thing. Right, right. Because it's still, you know, like, yeah, and it hasn't, it hasn't necessarily come out yet. Uh, I've heard people t- are talking about the writing, but I actually did a lot of, I did a deep dive earlier today. Um, uh, I had like a 15 minute break and I was just like wondering about it. And all of the complaints about the writing fall back to the one guy at Rock Paper Shotgun who didn't like the first couple of hours of the game. And, and to be fair, he was incredibly critical and everything like that. Um, but uh, that it's, it's kind of one of those things that seems to have blown up and I, and I get it cause it's kind of fits like the narrative, right? Like, you know, you see these awful, um, you know, you see these awful gifts and videos and screenshots or whatever of just like how awful these animations look uh, to a certain extent. And uh, um it kind of fits to say, oh, well, I heard the writing was garbage too. Yeah, me too, right? But it all kind of tracks back to that same person. Everyone else kind of seems fine with it, which is what I'm there for, right? That's kind of what I'm paying my my money for. So that's heartening. Uh, but you know, those so these are these are kind of like this is like the optimist's view, right? This is the optimist view of right. uh, of of kind of Andromeda. But uh, it is if you, if you're going to be the pessimist uh, about it. Um, these animations aren't aren't in one spot. It's a lot of it's it's a you know it's about a minute and a half right of of content. Once you've seen that one like minute and a half video, you've kind of seen all of it. Um, oh, there's one more positive thing, which is that like some of the weird stuff you is not normal, right? Like that weird kind of crab walk thing. Well, that yeah, like if you fuck with the controller or whatever and like spam left right left right left right it. It makes her do this stupid crab walk. Well, you know, sh- who cares, right? Like, if I'm just moving my joystick forward, it looks fine. Uh, so that, so that's kind of like. Was that confirmed? Thing. I thought that was like a rumor. Oh, uh, I thought Nick confirmed. Well, I uh, got that information from okay. Nick. Okay, so, so I, I saw that. Um, the other theory I saw was that like the game fucked up like its stair detection because if you look at the clip, she runs like normally like normal run cycle down the stairs, and so it thinks she's on the like. The theory I heard was that oh, interesting. Like, that made yeah. Like the the weird the, the weird like the, like I got a poop walk is like what her down the stairs animation should look like, um, <laughs> and it's just it thinks she's it, it's got the states flipped, 
Um, but sorry, I didn't mean to in- interrupt you. Um, you, yeah. you were going to say, well, so yeah, I mean, Hey, you know, that, that's, that's a good point for the pessimist view. The pessimist view is also a little bit of like, you know, if the, um, there, you know, this isn't one thing, right? This isn't them. This isn't one instance. It's a bunch of them. It's a whole bunch of different instances. Um, and that creates a pattern, right? And w- if you have this many instances in the first however many hours, well, odds are that that line gets, you know, continues through the whole rest of the game and we're going to be running into, you know, running into this other, uh, running into the stuff and it'll be, you know, it'll just destroy it kind of a thing, right? Uh, I hear the combat is great. Everyone seems to think that the combat, you know, the minute-to-minute gameplay, uh, you know, all of that stuff is really on point, which is good. Uh, but you know, yeah. how, know. How, I mean, how will you feel if this game has great combat, but like mediocre to bad story elements? I doubt I would feel as like angry and betrayed as I felt when it came to fallout four, but fallout four had a lot more promise to it in a weird way. This is actually kind of a nice thing. Cause I feel like it's tanked my expectations <laughs> a good amount. And I might walk out of it and be like, well, you know, it really could have been worse, right? I have a feeling uh, that if it is that bad, uh, you know, if it is that bad, it would just be sad. It would just be disappointing, mm. right? Like, that would just, you know. Uh, and I get that. You know, things are things are disappointing. And, um, and my rose-colored glasses can be strong, but, you know, they even they fade with time. Looking at you, Suicide Squad, you piece of shit movie. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh I don't think I think the big thing is that it's not going to be as good as Mass Effect, you know, two or three. You know, I don't think Mass Effect one is that that hot, to be honest with you. But um, yeah. Um. So uh, yeah. So so just to kind of give give like a, a counter like or a little bit more kind of out maybe outside but just just like an indifferent perspective. Like the thing that really stuck stuck out to me is that like their eyes all look dead. Um. And like that's that that's weird. I also think in the the lines I've heard spoken, I don't think have been emoted well. So mm-hmm. so maybe it's the, like I think that's also like to kind of like you know this is this isn't really a pessimist or optimist thing, but like there's a part of me that thinks that people that say that the writing's bad, it's maybe not that the writing's bad, it's just that it's poorly acted, but it's not like it makes it any better. <laughs> I think that is hardcore uh, on the money. Uh, I bet that's a, that's a big piece of why people are kind of getting on the writing and talking, you know. I also think that, you know, this this kind of thing, um, you know, like the, you get you get in kind of these like negative feedback cycles, right? Right. Uh, which can kind of spiral, spiral, right? Like, like this is, you know, this is like the Batman v Superman thing. I'm really not trying to – this isn't like a joke. I mean, I think this legitimately happened to that movie, right, where uh, it kind of got caught up in its own bad press – and that kind of created an impression. Uh, and that's why I think you get, you know, you get people who come out of that movie and they're like, wow, that was much better than I thought. Well, it's because it got, you know, it got, it just got completely torn apart in this kind of like whirlpool of bad, pre- like immediately before the, the film comes out, bad pre-release press, right? You know, um, 
a movie, you know, everyone's talking about, oh, it's great that Deadpool and Logan are rated R, but, like, as soon as Batman v Superman, they were like, they, this came out three weeks before the movie de debuted, right? Warner Brothers got a, an R rating on the Ultimate Cut, and everyone put out these think pieces that were like, oh my god, this is a fucking Superman movie, and you're telling me that my child can't go to it, right? That, that kind of negative press really does spiral, and it really does kind of, like, kick up, uh, and I think that, you know, I could definitely see the same sort of you know, uh, the same sort of thing, just whirlwind tank uh, 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 Mass Effect. I, I also think that, like, weirdly, <clears throat> like, I, I didn't quite expect this because I, I guess most of my friends are big fans of the series, but there's been a weird amount of blood in the water. Like, as soon as these, these like, like these first it was, like, the pictures of Ryder that were kind of off. Um, mm -hmm. And especially the female rider. Yeah, and everyone gets on the 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 male rider looks fine to me. I get it when it comes to the female rider, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so like that starts it right, and people are like sniffing, and then like some of these animations come out, and it's just like a frenzy. And I want to say that part of this is like like leftover ill will from like the Mass Effect three like ending controversy. I don't want to say that like. You know, it's necessarily like deserved. Like, I'm not. I'm not commenting on like how how mm. important that or you know how real that was. We could do a whole episode on that. <laughs> I have such super strong feelings about that whole thing. Um, but like the the the, the like it, it feels like a lot of people who are like, ah, you remember how bad the ending, the original ending, of the Mass Effect Three is? Looks like this is gonna be worse. Ooh. It's like it, it's it, it's like I, I feel like a weird amount of people are rooting for this game to not be good. Which is, um, I mean, I, I get there's also a lot of like you know kind of static EA hate, um, and also kind of a lot of like oh Bioware is going down the shitter type of attitude. You know that seems that you know that I've seen that too, but it's very strange to me because Dragon Age Inquisition was really enjoyed. You know, every it was got a whole bunch of Game of the Year stuff. Everybody seemed to be really on board with it. I like that game a whole bunch, right? Um, See, and that you know, I think to a certain extent, it's kind of comes with a like an ebb and a like it's part of the ebb and the flow about, you know, like there are just some games that are kind of like destined to be kind of quote unquote bad, but like it really doesn't have all that much to do with the game itself. It just kind of has to do with the like the the culture and the industry revolving around the game coming out. If that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like this is, you know, to be honest with you, this is what I think happened to Dragon Age 2, right? Which is a game I'll really go to bat for. But, you know, Dragon Age 2 being more like Mass Effect after Dragon Age Origins, which, you know, I get why, I, I don't particularly have fond memories of that game, but I get why people loved it so much and everything and that, how it was a kind of big departure to go into Dragon Age 2. But if you hear people's complaints about Dragon Age 2, the lion's share of them are really minor, Right? Most people say, yeah, the combat was way better and that they really made, you know, the minute-to-minute, -minute, you know, kind of nuts and bolts of RPG stuff, the leveling, the items, all that stuff was uh, was way better. People will even say, you know, like the voice acting uh, and what, you know, the voice acting and stuff was stronger. One of the things that I hated about Dragon Age Origins is that my character wasn't voice acted. They did this thing where they show you a picture of your you you select a dialogue tag and then they show you a picture of your face not speaking which is the worst i hate that it's so off putting yeah. because you're having it's 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 like it's cinematic and it's trying to have a, a like a like a like a movie framing for what the conversation should look like right kind of like you know shot reverse shot kind of a thing but when your shot reverse shot has half your shots with no one talking it's so weird 
and oh, so bad. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think that Fallout kind of pulls it off um, by like having you like be in first person and just like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. Fallout, Skyrim is also this way because, you know, it's in person. It sucks you into first person, right? right? It does its best to get you into that so that you're not kind of like looking at yourself not speaking uh, kind of a thing. Um, but you know, uh, I think, uh, I think, so I think it might be a little bit of that. I don't know. I don't know if it's, if it's, if it's quite that, but I could definitely, I, I definitely sense the same thing that you do. Um, uh, where the, the, uh, kind of the, you know, it really kind of brings out and it turns these, you know, uh, I don't know. It turns a whole bunch of negativity to the game. In a weird way, I, I think that this is also something, um, you know, the opposite of this happens. The opposite of this happened to me for Fallout 4 and for Star Wars, right? You know, the Star Wars Episode 7 where, you know, kind of like the hype backfired and exploded once I actually kind of like got in the theater, or like got the game in my hand sort of thing. Uh, and I realized that I didn't, didn't like it and I didn't think it was that great. But I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they've, they have earned my trust. I am... Super into it. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, you'll have to tell us how it is. Um, but uh, I think that's about it for now, unless you had anything else you wanted to talk about. I had nothing else to uh, to add. Well, if you, dear dear listeners, have anything you want to talk about, you can email us at somedervsplaygames at gmail.com. You can uh, follow us on Twitch, on Twitter, on Facebook, on... Uh, I think that's it. Um, on iTunes. Rate us... Five stars on iTunes, please. Thank you. Um, send us emails, comments everywhere. We'd love to hear them. We'd love to, to read them. Um, and uh, I think that's about it. Uh, you have anything else you wanted to promote, buddy? I have nothing else that I'm looking to add. All right. Uh, until next time, dear listeners. Until next time, loyal listeners.